Hello, everybody. Welcome to the She Said What podcast with your host, Alyssa Harper. That's me. Today, we're going to be talking about quitting vaping, how you guys can quit vaping if you currently vape. A lot, a lot, a lot of people do. And I like I am with you. I did for a few years, actually. And I have quit about a year and a half ago. And um, it's one of the best things that I have ever done for my health, for my body, for my finances, like everything. It affects so many areas of your life. And I really hope you guys get something out of this episode. Obviously, hopefully you are able to quit by using these tips and these things I'm going to tell you about. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Firstly, as I do in all of my episodes, I want to share with you guys a very honest thought of the week because often we have these thoughts that come up where we realize, oh my gosh, that's something that I do or, oh my God, I can't believe I think that way. But a lot of the time we kind of just push it away and we pretend it's not there and we don't use these little opportunities that we actually have for growth. And so this is something I really want to encourage is anytime you have a thought where you're like, oh my God, I didn't realize I was like that or like, ugh, I don't like that about myself. Like, where did that come from? Where did that thought come from? I want to help you guys highlight those things and make it a habit just to like question those little moments and to kind of challenge yourself because it's really important and it is a really good opportunity for growth. Okay. So basically what I saw was a quote a while back and it's about gossip and it's something that I was like, oh, I don't do that, whatever. But I kept it in the back of my mind. The quote is stop using gossip as a bonding tool. It's like literally the shortest thing. It's not this crazy quote. I feel like I set it up like it was a really intense quote, but it literally is just stop using gossip as a bonding tool. And I was like, I remember reading it and thinking, yeah, that's crazy. Girls must do that all the time. Or like guys must do that all the time. Like it's a drama thing. Like people are so dramatic, you know, I'm not like that, whatever. But I had it in the back of my mind and I'm happy it stuck because I kept noticing myself doing it. And I'm not saying I'm just sitting around all day, like talking shit about everyone. Cause I'm genuinely quite aware of that. And it actually is something that I'm really trying to be careful of, like just not speaking negatively about others, like out loud without saying, you know what? I don't know their situation, whatever. I can't judge them for this all those kinds of things. Like I really want to make sure that I'm being aware of like having some perspective when I'm having these conversations. If I'm ever talking about, you know, other people say with somebody, I try to minimize the amount that I do of that because I was literally doing that where I, you know, I would hear some piece of information. I'd hear something that was going on and go, Oh my God, I need to tell this person. They would think it's really funny. And to me, or like, it's really interesting, or they would think, oh my God, that's crazy. And to me, it literally was that it was like a bonding tool. Like it was like, it gave me that connection with that person. I went, oh my gosh, remember this person that we used to go to high school with? Or remember this person that we used to see? (gasps) Like, look at this, like in starting conversations with sharing this piece of information that is truly negative about the person, or most of the time would be negative about the person. And like, we're all guilty of gossiping in some way. Like, you know, you gossip sometimes in certain circumstances, whether you do it with your family or your friends or like celebrities or whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. People are people and we talk about them. And I think it's just asking yourself in those little moments, like, okay, why am I sharing this? Like, why do I feel like I need to spread the news? Like, where's that actually coming from? Like, is there an insecurity there for me? Why do I feel the need to bond with this person at someone else's expense? Like, where does that come from? And do I actually want that to be 
how I live, you know, is that what I want to put out into the world? And I know that can sound kind of dramatic and like a lot, and I'm going to say something else that is probably going to sound like that, but like, would you want that done to you? You know, do you want to know that there are people behind closed doors saying negative things about you and putting like negative, I want to say energy or like just negative words out associating those words with your name? Like, because also I think a lot of us have been at the other end of gossip before and have had like negative consequences. Like I have had horrible horrible. I can't even talk about it. Like certain things happen to me just purely because of things that people have said about me. Like I've had opportunities taken away and I have, I've had people like very awkward conversations with people in like leadership at like the things that I was doing in my life where they've been like, Hey, we heard this thing. And I've been like, Oh my God, it's just, but it's not true. Like it's literally just not true. Or like, you know, part of it's true, but like you didn't get the right details. And I've had literally, I've been on the receiving end of it, you know? And I just think it's really important for us to kind of just think about it sometimes and to kind of flag it in ourselves and work on it. If if it's something that we value and we think morally is something that we might want to change in ourselves, because I know it's something I want to be a lot better with. And it's something I'm definitely working on. So there you go. That's my very honest thought. I did not like sharing that one, but you know, I needed it. And I think you guys might've needed it as well. (laughs) And now we're going to get into the topic of today, which is vaping. And it is something that I, that I have so much to say about, honestly, I don't want this episode to be too long because I want it to feel accessible to people because I think it's really important. And, um, it's something I really struggled with for years. I'll basically just tell you guys quickly my little story with it. Like when I kind of, how I stopped, how I tried to stop and then how I failed. And then basically we'll get to the point where I share with you guys, okay, here's when I actually quit and here's what actually helped me. So for context, right, I was born in 2000. I am 21 years old. When I first started vaping, I was in high school and this is when it really became popular. Like, I think I was maybe like 16, I want to say, or 17, like around that age. And I think it was just like one of my friends had a vape. I honestly can't even remember. And I'm trying to remember exactly like when the first time was that I used it, but I don't really remember. I just remember them being around and like, I had friends that had vapes and they all used them and we'd all go sit in one of our cars because we all just started driving, you know, and we'd go sit in one of the cars on like school break or school lunch or after school or whatever. And we'd all just like vape in the car. And it was like a thing, you know, it was like a little activity for us. And so eventually I wanted to get one. And I think one of my friends was getting a new one. So I like took hers or I started using hers. And it's funny now because the vapes that people use now are like typically the disposable ones. Like, I think that's what I mainly see out, like when I'm out and drinking and whatever, that's mainly what I see. Whereas like, when we first got into it, like we were out here buying like the freaking mods, like the big boys, like we were buying like big old vapes and like the vape juice, like going to like the vape shops and buying vape juice. And obviously we were underage, but like we all had fake IDs and we all looked older, but and they like these places were sketchy too, you know, they didn't really care. Um, and I remember like going in or like I would send my boyfriend in cause he was just like, he was ruthless and I was just like so scared and always so scared to like get in trouble low key. And And so I would always make him go in and then we would just get all this like juice. It was like a full on operation we had going and it was just a mess. Like I remember like filling up the little, um, like, I don't even know what it's called, like the little glass part where you'd fill up the juice and it was like dripping in the car and I would like drip it on my mom's like SUV seats. Like it was absolute mess. So I basically just used one for like 
I, basically the whole time I was in high school. So those like f- at least a full year to like kind of year and a half there in high school, I think at least. Um, and then I remember I just started using it more and more. Like at first it was just when I was with my friends and then it was like, at friend, with my friends and also when we were like, you know, at parties and then also when I was at home in the evenings. And then it was like also just like in the morning randomly or, you know, on the way to work. And I used to work on the weekends and I'd work at like 6 a.m. because I worked at this restaurant as a server and it was like a breakfast restaurant and it was like a half hour from my house. So I got up so early and it got to the point where I was literally vaping on the way to work at like 5 30, 6 o'clock a.m., which to me, is pretty bad. Like I never wanted it to be a thing that I woke up and did right away. And that's literally where it got to. At the time as well, I was having like vocal issues because I was a singer. And I remember being on the way to sing in the morning at church, guys, at church on my way to go sing at church. <laughs> And I'd be driving on the way there again at like 5.30, 6 a.m. because the services are at like nine and you get there and you practice in the morning. So like you're up hella early and I would be vaping on the way to church. Oh my God. Like I really hope that no one's listening to this right now that was involved in that whole process because it was bad. It was bad, 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 bad. And I hated it. I like, I actually hated that I had to do it. And I remember like my mom would randomly be like saying to me, like, you shouldn't be vaping. You shouldn't be spending your money on that. It's not good for you. It's hurting your vocal cords. Like you're having all these vocal issues. Why are you still vaping? And I remember being like, mom, it's not the vaping. Like it's literally not. It was the vaping. Like it was the vaping. Like I know it made it worse. It wasn't the whole issue. Like I've talked before about how I was bulimic as well. And I had acid reflux. I had all these other issues and that's what was actually causing my vocal issues, but vaping made it so much worse. And it was like a full on addiction. Like I used to say to my mom and to people that would question me or like my, you know, my sister, any friends or whatever that didn't vape, I'd be like, guys, like it's just a habit. Like, honestly, it's just cause I'm sitting there it's in my hand. I'm just using it, but like, I don't need it, you know? And if you vape right now, you literally know what I'm talking about. You have said this same shit 100% because that's how you feel. Like you, you feel like you have to defend it and be like, it's not an addiction because it doesn't feel like a, you know, typical addiction because everyone's doing it and it doesn't smell like anything. And it's like so chill and who cares? And it's not like, you know, it lasts like two seconds when you actually, you know, take a little, little drag of it. Like, you know, that sounded so old, but you know what I mean? Like when you just take a little bit of it, you just notice it for a second and it goes away right away. So it's not like smoking. It's not like drinking. It's just this little habit you have, but it's an addiction, bro. Like it's a full on addiction. (laughs) And I'm sorry if you absolutely hate me right now because you're like defensive and whatever else, because I was the same way and I understand it and it actually sucks. And it's not something you want to do. And you do like, it's this weird mix of things. Again, it's an addiction. You don't want to do it because you're like, okay, I waste my money on it. And like, it sometimes gives me headaches or it makes me feel sick to my stomach if I have too much, or, you know, I'm doing it before bed or when it dies, I like throw a fit and I have to leave the party and go get another one. Like all those little things that you hate about it, you still don't care. And you still rationalize it because you want it because it's an addiction. (laughs) Let's fast forward through to my story so that we can get into talking about how to actually quit. But basically I used it all the way up until I was like 18 and then I moved to Australia and in Australia, it's actually illegal. Now saying that there are literally vapes everywhere. You can go to like any corner store and just go up and you go, hi, I want to vape. And then they pull it out from behind the counter. So I didn't know that. I just moved here being like, 
oh shoot, is it illegal? How am I going to get it? Whatever. And I went to a vape store, silly me. I didn't know at the time I went to a vape store and basically at these little vape shops, they sell the juice, but without nicotine in it. And I went to this, this shop and they were like, okay, look, here's the deal. If you want to get nicotine, you have to literally import it from New Zealand and then buy the vape juice here, like with us. And then you will mix it at home. And I was like, what? What? I have to cook up my own little concoction. I literally was like, what the hell is going on? So at that point, I was with my friend at the time because we both vaped. We were like, you know what? Let's just not buy any. Let's just quit, whatever. Or we'll use what we still have here and we'll decide in like a month when we kind of like run out. Basically, by the time we ran out, like we didn't have any options. Like we were just done. Like we didn't have anything else. If you wanted to order anything, like we knew we couldn't because believe it or not, we were in Bible college at the time. (laughs) Again, like this, you know, and I could tell you guys my whole story, which eventually I will about the whole Bible college thing because I went to Bible college for two years. I know. What? I know. So I went to Bible college for two years and I lived in um, like the college housing. So basically if you did anything that was against the rules ever, which you weren't allowed to literally do anything, um, then you could get in like really big trouble. And like people would tell on you, like people would literally, they want, they want to be trusted by leadership. So if they tell on you for something, like it's showing that they care more about like basically the church and the leadership than they do about your friendship. And that is, I guess, good in the eyes of the people that are the leaders of, you know, the specific area of the church. (laughs) That's a whole topic we can get into for sure one day. But basically I knew it have any options. Like if I was going to, I was going to leave the flat and I was going to buy stuff, I'd have to hide it as I come in, you know, and how, how would I do that? How would I get something delivered to my house? Like it was a whole thing. I I didn't have any options, you know? So I kind of had to quit. And obviously like if you were having some sort of addiction issue, you couldn't necessarily tell anyone at the church or at the college because it, so as Bible college ran out of a church for context, um, you couldn't tell anyone because you would get in trouble for doing the thing in the first place. So if you ever had a struggle like that, you couldn't tell anyone. And so, you know, we didn't have any support when it came to quitting any addiction and we knew we couldn't talk to anyone about it. And getting in trouble was like not okay. It wasn't just like this little penalty you had to like deal with. Like you would have to pay a fine. You would have to like write a letter to someone I don't know, saying why you're not going to do it anymore. You'd have to like read a book and do like an essay on it. Like those are the kind of punishments you would have. It could be as far as they could take you out of the program, which literally would mean that it would deport you out of the country because so many people were international students, right? So without your study, then you're not allowed to be in the country. So people literally knew that they couldn't get in trouble for anything because basically you could be kicked out of the country. So basically from there, yeah, we just got rid of them. Like we had no purpose for the actual like little mod piece anymore because we didn't have any more juice, whatever. We like threw them out and that was it. And it really sucked because we didn't have any support. And we literally like, I remember for weeks, we looked like shit. We felt like shit. Like it was horrible. And um, we had random friends that would hang around that did have vapes that were like non-Christian, not in the program, whatever. And they were like our little lifeline and we would use, you know, their vapes randomly. But again, it was like so random. And that was like the only time we would use it. And it's interesting too, because when we used the vapes that we had, it didn't have as much nicotine. Like the concentration was less, whereas our friends that were hanging around they had jewels and jewels are actually like really intense in comparison to like a normal just like mod whatever five percent three percent vape right they're quite intense and so it's interesting that because of the restrictions of what was going on in our life when it came to like the program and everything we actually could only use a really strong product like that was kind of the situation that we felt like we were handed 
And we actually ended up using a much stronger like percentage, I guess, of the thing. Like it actually made the issue worse. (laughs) And then, yeah, I guess I didn't really vape for like quite a while, but anytime I'd have like a drink or anything, which again, in the program I wasn't allowed to do, you weren't allowed to drink at all. But if I ever did drink, I'd be like, oh my God, I wish I could vape, whatever. And it was just this thing on my mind that sometimes when we would go out, our groups of friends, like our friends together, um, I would buy cigarettes, which I had barely smoked cigarettes in my life. Like never, like I, you know, I wouldn't, I thought it was quite gross. Like I didn't like the smell, but because I just wanted nicotine and my body still craved it. And, you know, I'd be like drinking. So I just didn't mind if I was doing whatever, who cared, you know, (laughs) not me. So (laughs) I was fine with it. And so I'd buy cigarettes. And after a while I was like, this is gross. Like I'm not enjoying this at all. Like what's going on. And so I finally just bought, um, a vape and I ordered it. I think I ordered it to my place and I was still in college housing, but I was just like, at that point I was feeling ballsy and I was like, whatever, if anybody questions me, I'm just going make up something. And I like had like a lie prepared, like it was full on. So anyways, basically I was ordering these vapes and it was like when you'd plug in and you just get the little refillable thingies and I'd keep buying those over time, all these different flavors and different like intensities and all this kind of stuff. Intensities. Wow. What a word. And I was buying these vapes for quite a while and I'd use them when we'd go out and it was much better because I wasn't like using the tobacco as well. And I, you know, I wasn't smoking cigarettes obviously anymore. And it was like such a nice thing to have. Obviously I still wanted to quit and like, I knew I wanted to quit and I knew how it made me feel and I hated, I still hated all the things that it did to me, like the headache or like the stomach feeling like uncomfortable and like kind of nauseous. Like I get nauseous so much from it. Also, like it was still pretty gross. Like if it was starting to like burn, like it would like spit a little bit, which if you vape, you know what I'm talking about. It kind of like spit in your mouth and it was like just gross. Like it was just like I hated it. I literally hated it. Um, But I was addicted to it. I was. And again, it was just different people in my life now that I was telling, you know, it's just a habit. It was just my friends. You know, it was now my my fiance who I met here in Australia, like And then, you know, then became my husband when I was still vaping. And basically this is where I kind of realized like, no, I actually really want to quit. Like I want to quit because we were literally on like our honeymoon and I was vaping the moment I woke up and I was like, what the hell? Like, like what is wrong with me? Like, I just hated it. I was like, this is like ruining. Like I knew he didn't like it as well. And like for good reason, you know, if you don't vape or if you don't smoke, being around smokers or people who vape or whatever is just a little bit like you don't like the smell of it or if whatever, something you don't like about it, it's just a little bit annoying. You don't like it. You don't want it, you know, in like sleeping next to you in your bed. You don't want it blowing smoke around in your face the moment you wake up. Like (laughs) I understand that. And I knew he didn't like it. And I literally would keep it in the bathroom. So I'd get up in the morning, I'd go to the bathroom and I'd use it in the bathroom so that like, it wasn't like too much, you know, in his face. And I think I was also like ashamed of it. Like I didn't want him to know I used it as much as I did, honestly. Like, you know, obviously we've talked about all this now and you know, I've quit. So it doesn't matter, but it was a huge thing for me. Like it was such a thing that I felt really guilty about and horrible about. And I didn't know how to ask for help. I didn't know what to do because for however many, like, I guess two full years now at this point, I'd been in a program where I wasn't allowed to tell anyone if I was struggling with anything because you'd get in trouble for it. And so I didn't, I didn't properly ask him. I didn't know what to do. I knew he didn't want me to use it, but that almost made it worse. Cause I just felt like, Oh, you want to control me just like how this whole program controlled me. And it was like this whole, it was a whole issue. It was an eternal issue for me, internal issue for me. It wasn't anything that he was doing wrong. He was just like, I know this is bad for you and you don't like it. So you should stop. And I was like, F you. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, Sam. Love you. <laughs> 
So I finally sat down with him and this is going to be point number one is if you're going to choose to quit, you need to tell someone and it needs to be someone that you trust and it needs to be someone that is going to be willing to correct you. And even if it hurts your relationship a little bit or it causes fights or whatever, you have to be willing to be kept accountable by this person. This is a really uncomfortable process and the idea of doing this, especially if it's someone that's made you feel bad for doing it in the past, it sucks even more, but it's literally who you need. And I needed my husband to be the person because I knew he was going to be with me heaps. Like we were actually in lockdown because we got married during COVID, which is crazy, but I knew we were going to be together a lot and I knew that I trusted him, obviously. And even though in the past I felt annoyed that he had kind of made me feel bad for vaping or he had told me I should quit because he knew it was what was best for me, um, I hated that I had to do this, but this is what is going to help you. You need to tell someone and you need to be kept accountable by this person. Anytime I've tried to quit where I didn't tell anybody, I always went back on it because it is so easy to just like put your mind at a place where you forget about things and you kind of are just like, oh, it's fine, whatever. You are so good at rationalizing things for yourself when you want it, especially when it's chemical. Your brain really wants something. You've been telling your brain now, if you've been vaping for a while, you've been telling your brain, hey, you need this thing. This thing is awesome. This thing is helping your brain. And so your brain is going to continue asking you for it. And it is going to ask relentlessly. And it is going to want you to change your mindset. It's going to want you to change your values, whatever you're trying to do. Like it will rationalize it for you. That will be easy. That is the easiest thing. Like, and you will fall back into it. I'm telling you, like, at least from my experience, I, I needed someone there with me. So try to find someone that you can really trust. If you have a partner or if you have like a parent or if you have like a sibling, whoever it is, you need to find someone that can ask you if you don't live with them. Like ideally I would say it's someone that you live with or someone you see a lot. If it's not, then ask them if they'd be willing to say FaceTime you once a day or text you or whatever you can arrange. It it needs to be literally the the most uncomfortable thing. (laughs) That's going to be the best situation for you. So sorry about that one, but you got to do it. (laughs) Now, when it comes to actually doing it, um, I would say having that person there is kind of just the setup. When it comes to the actual situation where you're going to choose, okay, Friday is the day I quit or this is the day I quit. It doesn't have to be today. I'm going to say that to you now. It doesn't have to be today. I want you to first kind of get things in order and then do it when you are ready and when you know it's going to be a good time. Something that would make it a good time is that you are going to have that next, I would say week to two weeks, we are not going to have as many stressors as you know, you might in comparison to some weeks. I'm not saying you're going to take the week off. I think that would be much worse. I think you should still be doing your normal life. But if you've had anything really horrible happen in the last week, or you think you are particularly stressed right now, I don't know if it's the best time to do it. Of course, you can still try. I would never tell you to not try to quit. But You want to do it when you know you're going to have the time to be able to basically feel all of the motions because it's not going to be the easiest thing you've ever done. It wasn't the easiest thing for me. I'm just being real with you. I'm not going to sit here and I'm going to say, yeah, I just threw it out and I felt so good and like so refreshed. No, like I'm going to tell you what happened. And it's not this, you know, I didn't die. I'm still here, but it sucked. It was really hard. So that's point number two is to 
plan it properly. Have a certain time that you're planning on doing it. Make sure that that person also knows, like just so you know, I'm actually quitting on Friday and make sure that the person is aware that it might cause you to feel an array of emotions, which is point number three, be ready to experience all of the emotions. Like when I say all of the emotions, oh my God, I cried. I was angry. Like I would have days where I was like, oh my God, I feel so good. Like I'm so happy that I quit. Like, blah, blah, blah. But like automatically the next hour I'd be like, I really want my vape. Like it was bad. It was not ideal. <laughs> so you need to be prepared that you are going to have these emotions. I would recommend thinking of things ahead of time that help you when you're emotional. Like that might be comfort foods, which I don't think is the worst thing, you know, if that's actually something that's comforting for you or like cooking, you know, or having some sort of hobby that you like to do, like painting or something to do with music. That's great. Or if you and this person can plan to do things together, you know, like let's do something fun on this day. Like, oh, you're quitting Friday. Let's go to the movies on Friday. Or, you know, let's plan like a, a fun, like inside, like pick home, like pick, what am I saying? Picnic at home, date inside. I'm trying to think quarantine here. Okay. Cause that was my situation. I was stuck inside. So try to think of something that you guys can do together. Try to make it not this horrible day. That's like, Oh my God, today's the day I have to throw up my vape. But today's the day that, you know, I get to have a nice shift in my life. Something that's going to be really great for me. And let's do something fun to celebrate. Like do your best to make it a positive event, which takes us to point number four. I want to say, and this one hurts a little bit. So just brace yourself. Um, you need to throw away everything, everything. If you have a vape, if you have um, like disposables, if you have little pod things, even if, look, even if you have a like big proper mod, expensive ass vape and you're like, oh, I'll just throw away all my juice. No, hell no. You need to throw away the whole ass thing, the whole thing. I know. I know it sucks. You have to throw away the whole thing. You cannot have it as like an option for you. You cannot have it sitting in the back of your closet. Like, are you kidding me? No, you cannot. The last thing you want to do is have the option there beside you, tempting you all day, taunting you like, no, 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 no. You got to get rid of it. If it's expensive and you think you can resell it, maybe resell it. I'm not saying you have to go throw it down the garbage chute which is what I did. I love the drama. And so I literally remember picking it up and going and opening my door and walking in the hallway, walk, 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 walk. I opened the door, I threw it down the garbage chute and I closed the garbage chute. And I was like, ah, yes, I feel so good. I've quit vaping, whatever. I came inside and I looked at my husband and I said, honey, it's done. I've done it. I've done the thing. And he was so proud of me. And it was such a lovely little moment for me. Everything after that kind of sucked though. <laughs> which brings me to number five, which is get things that can stand in place for the habit side of this whole thing. So yes, there is the addiction, the nicotine addiction that's happening in your brain. It's chemical. It's happening like basically to you. There's not much you can do about it other than fight it and heal it and work on it. There's also the habit part of it where you're used to putting it up to your mouth and using it in that way because you're sitting there and you're watching TV or you're doing whatever and you're just using it. You know, you're not thinking, oh, I'm going to have some now. You're just using it like you normally would. And you get, don't realize how much you just have that habit of putting it up to your mouth, putting it back down, chilling out, whatever, putting it up to your mouth. Like you're so, even the way you move your lips and you push out the air and it, all that kind of stuff, you are so used to it. And Oh my God. I started noticing. I was like, I'm not using my mouth enough. Like I started chewing gum. I started like 
like I was eating these freezies and I was like obsessed with eating. I don't know what you guys call them. I call them freezies, but like icy pop syrup, whatever. I don't even know the other names for it. (laughs) I was eating stuff like that. Like anything that was like crunchy and this sounds so strange, but like crunchy or like anything I could like do extra with my hands, like to fidget with, like I loved it because I was constantly doing that all the time when I was vaping and I didn't really know I formed those habits. And so another thing that I did was I bought these things called ripples, which this isn't sponsored or anything. I did a whole collab with them like way back when um, and shared about them because they did really help me. But they're just basically nicotine free like vapes. Like it's, you know, similar thing, but there's no nicotine in it. But the flavors are really nice and they they are used. I think it's like all like basically natural ingredients. There's most It's meant to be mostly natural. And the flavors are like the peppermint's really like pure peppermint. And it's more like fruity, less like sweet and like that gross kind of taste you get from the vapes. It's It t- feels a lot more pure. And those really helped me with that feeling that I was just talking about where I was like having that habit of putting it up to my mouth and blowing the smoke out and all that kind of stuff. It helps me feel like I was doing that. Obviously, you don't get the head rush, duh, but it was, it was a little tool that just made me feel like I was able to like still have something, even though I didn't have it. So those little trips that I was doing where I'd go and use it in the bathroom, I could still feel like I could do that. And I know that sounds a little bit strange, but it actually helped me. So I just thought I would share it. It's called Ripple, R-I-P-P-L-E. And it, you know, you can get the same thing. Like you can get a similar thing by just getting nicotine free vaping as well, or vapes as well. But you know, whatever you guys want to do with that, do that. But that's just what I used. And again, if you think that's going to help you try to get it before you quit. So you have it for that little transitional period. Point number six is to do some research on what nicotine is actually doing to your brain. And I'm kind of saying two things here. So first of all, yes, you can go and research all of the negative effects it's having on your body short-term and long-term. If that's going to help you and you think that knowing all the information and really getting the numbers is going to help you, then go do that. But more importantly, honestly, and this is what helped me more, is understanding how it actually worked and what chemicals were changing and working in my brain when I was vaping understand what's happening in your brain, what the receptors are doing, what you are telling your brain it needs and why it's asking for it continuously. Understand why one cigarette lights up those receptors again. Understand how that works. Like you need to do some research to fully understand what's going on in your brain so you can see it as a chemical issue. If you are looking at this as I'm not strong enough, you know, I'm an addict, I'm a slave to it, whatever. If you are looking at this from such an emotional point of view that you're not able to separate it and go, okay, no, this is actually chemical. I have just programmed my brain to want something and to respond to something chemically, but I can change it because we can change our brains, which is exactly what neuroplasticity is. You can change those pathways and you can change what your brain is used to taking in. Basically over time, the receptors that are sitting there going nicotine place will begin to shut off and they will die off and your body will actually dispose of them. Now, of course, if it got rid of all of them, our body wouldn't be able to be aware of it in the body in the future. So what happens is some of them will stay there. You know, some of it will die off. And obviously over time, you won't think about it as much. You you won't have the little triggers that make your brain go, oh, I wish I could have a cigarette right now. Or I wish I could get a vape or like, oh my God, you know, you don't have that as much. But a huge thing that I learned when I did all this research is basically 
they will turn back on and they will light back up the moment you have nicotine again. And so this is why it's so important that if you quit, you don't just use it here and there. You don't just let yourself use it on a night out because that is when you wake them up again. And then it's, it's bad news from there because it's very easy for you to want to pick it up again as a habit, as an addiction, because your brain is very likely to remember the pathways and the things that you were doing before. And it's going to go, Oh, there's that thing. It's back. We loved it. And then it's going to want it again. And that does bring me to my last point, which I think is 0.7 at this point. I don't even know is Try to not put yourself in a situation where you're going to want to vape. So that could be many things for you. For me, that was not drinking too much if I went out, because the moment I would drink enough, I'd be like, oh my God, I want to vape. And honestly, even now, even now when I drink too much, which is pretty rare, like I don't have these crazy times when I go out all the time now, but if I ever do, I... I will have a thought where I want a vape, seriously, especially, especially, and this is another thing for me, is when I'm around people who have vapes. So as much as you can, try to not be around people who have vapes if you are trying to quit or ask them not to offer it to you. I did that with my friends because obviously you're not going to, you know, now leave all your friendships if everyone vapes and you're the only one who wants to quit. But I said to my friends, no, please don't offer it to me. I am trying to quit. I did do that, which was, you know, felt a little weird at the time, but they actually respected it and they were totally fine about it. You'd be surprised how respectful people will be when they see that you're actually just trying to do something for yourself, you know? So telling those people and then not being around those people as much as you can, you know, if you think it might tempt you or at least for the first, you know, week or two weeks, if you really have to set aside some time, like do it. If you really want to quit, then you have to be willing to put in some effort here, obviously. And if you think that drinking will really trigger you and will really make you want to, then just try not to drink as much. You know, you don't have to not drink anything, but just don't drink as much and try to put yourself in situations where you're not going to be as tempted. All right, guys, I think that's pretty much everything I want to say about this topic. I honestly can't think of anything else that specifically helped me. Um, A bit of a resource I wanted to share with you was watching ASAP science videos, which are YouTube videos done by these two guys. I feel like they're a couple, but I'm not exactly sure. They're super funny. They're super sweet. And they have quite a few videos there about nicotine. And there are other things online as well. If you literally look up like nicotine receptors and like kind of do some research around that, that will really help you. And I think that's pretty much it. If you guys have any questions specifically, um, you can talk to me on Instagram, which if you go to the show notes or the like little bio here for this podcast, I have my handle there. It's Alyssa Taylor Harper. And yeah, you guys can reach out to me there and I'll answer any questions. Of course, I think the only other resource that I specifically talked about in this podcast was the Ripple um, vapes. And so I will write that in the show notes if you guys want clarification for where to find those. And I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I had a really fun time and this is something that I'm like so passionate about. And I really want to share with you guys because as much as I look back and like, you know, at the time I felt really shameful about it. Now I don't feel that way anymore. And I don't want you to feel ashamed if you are someone that vapes or you smoke cigarettes or whatever. I don't want you to feel ashamed about it because it is chemical. And this is where I really want you to be able to start to separate is it's not this horrible thing that you can't quit. So many people really struggle with quitting. And if you try to quit and you guys fall back into it, try again. Like know that just because you try once and you don't do it, 
and you can't do it that first time doesn't mean you can't ever do it. Just try again, get up, try again. If you have all these things in place, I am telling you, you will be much more likely to actually quit vaping, to quit smoking. And I really wish you guys the best of luck with this. It's a really hard thing to do, but you guys are going to look back. You're going to be so thankful you did this for yourself. You are going to look back and you go, oh my God, I was a little fiend. Like you're going to literally look back and be shocked. And it's how I feel now. And I know you guys can do it. So reach out to me if you want to chat about this. If you guys can rate and review the podcast, that really helps me. Or even just let me know, like if there's anything else you guys want to hear about specifically, again, contact me on Instagram. I do a lot of stuff over there on my stories and some fun stuff on my feed as well. So if you guys are looking for any more content like this, that'll be over there. And I look forward to chatting with you guys in the next podcast. Have a great day. Bye guys.